going to be a doctor. A lawyer's my second choice. My nan thinks I'd be good at politics, to be the people's voice. But I'm going to be a doctor. I'll be a pilot on the side. When dad tells folk I'm studying medicine, oh, fills him with fatherly pride. He didn't mind the little white lie. He thought my career goals were fantastic. Too young for college at four years old, my hospital was plastic. Then at the wise old age of ten, I broke some painful news. I didn't want to be a doctor. I realised I wanted to choose. The teacher spoke of possibilities. Perhaps the army, with all the gear. I could work in sport, or in fashion, or I could be an engineer. At sixteen, my uncle told me an accountant would be stable. A side effect might be depression, but I'd have the comfort that I'm able to afford a nice suit. Mm, money seemed to be important, and I wanted to earn more than my sister, so my teenage self wouldn't believe that my dream job would be a barista. Is it true you just make coffee? The just is emphasised. I just make the best coffee, and my life isn't compromised. But life is enhanced as their taste buds dance, as they sip the artist's work. Guzzling the knowledge of farming and roasting, I peacefully watch and I smirk. I smile daily as I witness, daily happiness each day. Yet each day I'll see heartbreak, I'll see loneliness and I'll say, this one's on us. So no, I don't just make coffee. I don't just pour, froth and swirl. I study laughter, flushing and silence. And I learn what makes the world. Hello, hello. How are you all doing? Welcome to another episode of Not Another Poem. My name is Olivia Mulligan and I am a poet here to be sharing some poetry with you. Now, seeing as today's episode is the theme of coffee, I thought I'd just fire straight on in there with a poem for today, um, fueled by Actually, not coffee at all. I'm fueled by decaf tea at the moment, which is a little bit lame, I understand. I think I've mentioned this in a previous podcast episode, you know, how I've um, I've been transformed um, to the old decaf, which I remember a few years ago, if you'd have told me this, it sounds ever so boring. It sounds pointless. Um, but no, my stomach really thanks me for it, to be honest. And so, yes, fueled by decaf tea, I had the inspiration of a coffee-themed um, episode. Some of you may may not know I actually work um, making coffee for a living. I'm a barista, as that um, poem explains, and that is genuine. That is what I do, and kind of ironic now how I don't drink coffee myself. God, I love it. I, um, yeah, bit of a, a coffee nerd, to be honest. And I just love making it. <laughs> um, I love, um, yeah, it's almost like get in the zone. Some could say meditative, meditative like meditation. Um, or not if the cafe is absolutely stinking rammed. 
um, then, you know, it's just stressful for everyone. But that is not the only reason I decided to do a coffee themed um, episode today. It's because I'm recently doing poetry workshops with uh, the over 70s and it's an absolute joy I'm kind of hopping around different village locations in North Yorkshire and doing a two-hour poetry workshop with them it's going really well highlight of my week absolutely loving it and the one last week this was at Stillington and we were chatting about different topics what should we write about etc and someone said, oh, I'm sure you've got a coffee poem. And I thought, I've actually not. I don't know. Obviously, the one I, I read at the start of this episode is kind of coffee themed. But I've never done a poem solely on coffee. I've done one on tea, which um, I can share with you in a little bit as well. But I thought, gosh, never done a coffee one. So that was my task for that workshop was to do a poem on coffee. It's morning. I am here. Ground into the ground. The porcelain earth. The swirling world. The chaos barks. Still, I am here. Swimming in the dark. It's morning. Bitterly sweet. Chocolate cherries. Press, pour, repeat. It's morning. You need me, it seems. Disappearing into caffeinated dreams. So there we go. That's the coffee poem that I scribbled together in that workshop. And um, is it just me? So I wrote that. Yeah, read it out. And everyone burst out laughing at the last line. Um, caffeinated dreams. Is that funny, <laughs> or am I, am I missing something? I was, I wasn't trying to be funny, and literally everyone just roared with laughter, and I was like, "All right, let's go with it." But um, I don't get it. <laughs> now, this next poem that I'll read to you, um, this one was intended to be tongue-in-cheek so you're allowed to have a little giggle at this one if you so wish um one of the first poems actually in any of my books called the yorkshire village doctor it's all about tea and this was when i was doing a poem every day during lockdown and pinning the poem on the gatepost at the end of the drive for passers-by to read on their daily walk and yes, on this particular day, inspired by a good old cup of Yorkshire tea, um, here we go, called The Yorkshire Village Doctor. If I were a doctor, I'd prescribe packs of Yorkshire tea. Safe and suitable for all, it's like the master key. Unlocking a sense of comfort as your hands snuggle the mug. Unlocking an inner joy as you sip slurp or chug. I'd start you off with Yorkshire, with a splash of milk, the colour of a Werther's original, tasting as smooth as silk, but not as expensive as silk, works out about three pence a bag, cheaper than other prescriptions and cheaper than a fag. And you can use it recreationally too, when you want to impress a friend, 
Pressure's on, though. Make it good. A bad brew will certainly offend. And once you become a regular, you might like to try the hard stuff. Maybe mint, green or ginger. Or rooibos, if you're really tough. And you might be reliant on tea now. Temporarily, your freedom is gone. But take it easy. Take a breath and stick the kettle on. I um, remember writing that and the village had a little kind of COVID-19 Facebook group, bit of a support group. And I remember a few comments coming on there on that particular day saying, we loved the tea poem. And someone suggested you should send that into Yorkshire Tea. And I thought, nah, I wouldn't do that. (laughs) And then uh, someone else was like, yeah, send it in. And um, I thought, oh, maybe I will. Um, you know, nothing to lose, to be honest. So, um, yeah, found an, an email address, sent it to them, told them a little bit about myself. And honestly, best decision ever, because they sent me a year's supply of Yorkshire tea. And honestly, when I got that delivery, I thought, oh my God, <laughs> this is it. I have peaked peaked in my life. It was amazing. Now, I don't know if there are any barista listeners out there or just anyone that works in a cafe. If you do, whoop, whoop. Um, my people, hello. Um, hats off to you because I I understand the, the roller coaster um, that a day can bring. And it's funny, the reason I, I do the job that I do is is purely because I want quite a stress-free life, to be honest. And I want to have that headspace to still put a lot into my writing and really make the most of it. And it's funny because I'd say like ooh, 70%, it feels pretty bang on. You know, tie your apron up you go home, you're done with the day. Um, And it's been a cruisy day. It's been a lovely day. I've met lovely people. I've had a lovely time. Everything's all lovely. But then there is that, you know, that percentage of time where it's, oh my God, it's just blooming hard work. So anyone that's in hospitality, like smiling through your teeth when someone has been an absolute an absolute, absolute, you know, <sighs> hats off to you because it can be really hard and you know, you're, you're on your feet all day, you're being chipper all day um, and some people are just very demanding and very rude and I, I really feel for you. But anyway, this wasn't supposed to be a rant because like I said, the majority of the time, I really do love it and I would have packed it in if I, I didn't enjoy it. Um, it's amazing and some of the relationships that you make with the customers are really quite special for example we had a chap come in pretty much every day um, he's actually in a in a care home now but before he before he went into the care home he was coming in every day good old Derek and he just melted all of our hearts we all wanted to take him home to be honest and he'd have the pretty much the same thing every day he'd sometimes keep us on our toes but his general order was a half 
half a bacon sandwich, on white, crispy bacon, all the fat chopped off, and four chips. Just four. He didn't want a whole portion. He wanted four. <laughs> and just stuff like that. Um, yeah, we all loved him. We would always like bring out a cake with candles on his birthday, etc. He was like part of the furniture. So that's like one side of it. The other side, so your Derricks. Your Derricks, that's one type of person. Your other type of person is the sort of person where you serve them a hot chocolate and then they'll come up to the bar and tell you. Um, the point of a hot chocolate is that it's supposed to be hot. So um, can you redo that? Um, I've had that one before. Um, when I've actually been... Um, me, the one that's been embarrassing and potentially offensive, was uh, when this Irish guy came in and I was just absolutely mesmerised by his Irish accent and he came to pay and no word of a lie, what came out of my mouth was, that's £33, please. And I <laughs> was just like, <gasps> I just wanted the ground to swallow me up. It was horrendous. Right, I um, I best get back to the poetry theme. I'm sure I could speak for hours about all the, the funny, hilarious, annoying things that go on when working in a cafe. Um, and this poem in particular is inspired by like, really awkward orders. Um, I'm sure you know what I mean. Like some people are just, they're just awkward, aren't they? I mean, we've all heard like, oh, can I have a a skinny latte or a single shot. Um, but things these days, honestly, there are so many options. Things are getting out of control. Like I remember when I'd not worked there very long and someone asked for a drink that was extra wet. <laughs> I was like, is she having me on? Like it's it's already a drink. It is wet. Like how can it be extra wet? and I learned that what is meant by that is if someone asks for a cappuccino extra wet it means like not much foam I don't know why they don't opt for a latte instead but um anywho and then of course you get some people that are completely the other end of the spectrum and you say hi there um what can I get for you and they say I'll just have a coffee please and you're like <laughs> what kind of coffee would you like and they're like just a coffee and you're like um well would you like a black coffee would you like a coffee with milk and they're like just a coffee um so there's that type as well um but this poem in particular is inspired um by the awkward ones with the the fact that we have a million options in our lives now not actually got a title for this one um yeah, uh, maybe if you can come up with one, uh, drop me a message, let me know, um, and I will thank you, thank you, thank you very much. So here we go. I'll have a dirty chai with oat milk, but is it gluten-free? And rather than a double shot, can you make it three? Decaf, extra wet, extra, extra hot. And actually, I've changed my mind. Can you make it a single shot? Extra cinnamon, extra chocolate. Extra spoon, extra swirled, extra effort, extra ball ache, extra make you question the world. With vanilla syrup, 
sugar-free, marshmallows on the side, in a take-out cup, with a sit-in cup, because I can't decide. If the lighting isn't perfect, if the ambience isn't for me, I'll have to head back home and just have a cup of tea. Now this uh, next poem is a slight curveball from coffee, but it's kind of along that theme of working in a cafe. And it's basically inspired by, so we're like, I'd say, an upmarket cafe, whether you call it, we wouldn't even say bistro, it's like a cafe restaurant type feel. <laughs> and for that reason, the owners have made it quite clear that they never want to serve a tea cake and they never want to serve a scone because it's like just a, a bit more than that. I mean, don't get me wrong, there's always time and a place for a tea cake, but they are not going down that route. And oh my goodness, every day, I don't know how many times we get asked, where are your scones? Or I just want a tea cake. Um, And inspired by that, um, I've got this poem here. This one can actually be found in my latest book, 1037. Uh, where I recorded in secret what I heard each day at 10.37 and then whatever I heard, that's the title of the next poem. So this one, titled Avo and Eggs, um, you guessed it, I, I overheard Avo and Eggs at 10.37 on this particular day. And it's kind of inspired by when someone asks me what I recommend from the all-day brunch menu. Avo and eggs. To dip or not to dip? That is the question. Questioning dunkability, the possibility behind the shell. Telling a free-range story. Anticipating those buttery whole-grain soldiers. To flip or not to flip? That is the question. Sunny side up or yolk face down, drowning in yolk porn regardless, awaiting the avocado companion or crispy bacon, eagerly begging to be gobbled, cobbled together with love, salt and pepper. Fancy eggs? That we can do. Duck eggs, quail eggs, geese eggs too. Or something sweet? Is that up your street? Crepes with fruit compote for a brunchy treat? We crack, we break, we whisk, we bake, chocolate, lemon or pistachio cake. We dip, we flip, we poach and fry on crumpets, white bloomer, gluten-free or rye. We boil, we scramble, we omelette, we pickle, add in herbs and chilli or whatever might tickle your fancy. So, just let me know what you crave the most. Just a tea cake or a slice of toast. So yeah, that was from my book, 1037. My other books are titled Poems on the Gatepost and Advice from a Stranger. And they're all available to buy worldwide online. Or you can just pop into your local bookshop and order them there. My Instagram is Live Mulligan Poet. And my Facebook is Olivia Mulligan Poetry. So, um, yeah, feel free to follow along. Um, I post some poems and random bits on there. And if you ever want to drop me a message, it'd be really lovely to hear from you. 
now to sign off for this week with a final poem. This is from my second book, Advice from a Stranger, inspired by the advice from a stranger. His name is Nev Atkinson. And his life advice was, don't mix your drinks. <laughs> and I, I chose this poem just for a bit of fun to finish. It's actually um, nothing to do with coffee. But like I said, we've kind of branched out beyond that. Um, so yeah, inspired by Don't Mix Your Drinks. And the title is called The Night I Smashed My iPhone Screen and Shared a Taxi with a Man Called Enrique Iglesias Who Wasn't Actually Called Enrique Iglesias. Burgundy grape juice to line the stomach. Getting lucky, finding a fiver, fizzy poison to do an all-nighter. Brighter, sequins and sparkles. Aero blue, acid green, blush pink, vomit next to the sink. Sat there, dance on. Dance with dandelion yellow disco pants. <laughs> <laughs>